2: Ah, oh, you heard the bass drop. You know what that means. It's time for another edition of the Stardom Situm Show. I am Marcus Grant. I'm joined by Michael F. Florio. We go through his entire Stardom sit column, which you can find at NFL.com slash Start Sit. These are not predictions. These are like... Guarantees. Guarantees. That's exactly what they are. These are the guys that you want to start and that you want to sit. There's no way that any of these could ever be wrong because nothing in fantasy is ever wrong. Uh, we got the top starts and sits of week four, some of our biggest questions, and... Going to put on the Axe body spray and take another trip into Club Dub (laughs) for the week. So, let's start with the quarterback board. Your top starts and sits at the quarterback position
3: this week. Florio, let us know who you got. Some... Quarterbacks that you might not expect as starts. Daniel Jones, Russell Wilson, Brock Purdy, and I'm sticking with Justin Fields here. Some sits too, some big names. I, I need to see Joe Burrow be Joe Burrow again before I want to trust him, especially in this matchup. CJ Stroud, I think this is a big test for him if he passes. Good for you. You got to start every week. Deshaun Watson and then Kenny Pickett. I, I I know he had a big game last week. Don't do the Kenny Pickett thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's been kind of rough for Kenny Pickett. Uh, so far this season. Let's talk about some of these guys on your list. Let's start with Russ Wilson. I started to buy in at the end of the the preseason that maybe Russ could be resurrected. There are a lot of issues in Denver.
3: He doesn't seem to be one of them. No, he is... The, maybe the only one playing good ball right now in Denver for the Broncos. He has thrown for over 300 passing yards in two straight games, has multiple passing touchdowns in two out of his three. He reminded us a couple weeks ago, like, hey, when you guys need me to run, I still can. And then the Bears. I mean, they've allowed the fifth most passing yards, third most passing touchdowns, and they've given up... Somewhere between 27 and 41 points in every game they've played this year. I'm not a mathematician or anything, but that, that seems like a pretty big number. That seems bad. Yeah, exactly. So Russell Wilson back in play against the Chicago Bears. Meanwhile,
2: the guy on the other side, it's, it's been a rough start to the year for Justin Fields, but he gets to face a defense that gave up 70 points. I don't know if you heard about that, but Justin
3: Fields, were still hanging in there with him, huh? Yeah, they gave up 70 real-life points to the Dolphins, and everyone is talking about that, but I'm like, did you guys miss the week before when they gave up 35 to the (laughs) Commanders? (laughs) To Sam Howell? I mean, and look, Justin Fields started running more last week, which I like. I still want him to run the ball even more than he has been, but this is all about the matchup. The Broncos have allowed the fourth-most passing yards, the most rushing yards, the most passing touchdowns, and the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL. I I don't know if this is as bad of a coaching job as last year or not, Sean Payton, but you have not been getting the job done so far. This is a great get-right spot for your for Justin Fields and your Bears. I'm giving him one more shot. But if he disappoints this week, then it's very different moving forward with Justin Fields. I would say that Nathaniel Hackett is somewhere thinking about that
2: quote and sipping tea, but Nathaniel Hackett has his own issues that he's got oh. to worry about <laughs> in New York with the Jets. C.J. Stroud has had a great start to his rookie season this year. 121 pass attempts, has yet to throw an interception, four touchdowns. But now he's got a deal with T.J. Watt in that Steelers pass rush. That makes me a little
3: nervous. And that's exactly why I have him as a sit this week. C.J. Stroud is someone you want on your roster. Just double check, make sure he's not on your waiver wire, because you want to have him. You just don't want to start him this week. Uh, coming into the NFL, I thought the one thing that CJ Stroud struggled with in college was when he was under pressure. Right now, so far this season, Next Gen Stats ranks him 26 of 35 quarterbacks while under pressure. Uh, And his completion percentage under pressure drops to 53.3 percent. Why do I keep talking about under pressure? The Steelers generate pressure 38 percent of the time and have the third highest sack rate in the NFL. Jimmy G was not sacked the first two weeks. I think they got him five or six times last week. This is not a defensive line to, to get cute with. C.J.
2: Stroud rostered in just 31% of NFL.com leagues. He's a great pickup and stash. The bye weeks begin in week five. You're going to need help there at some point this season. Go get C.J. Stroud while you can. So we got the guys throwing the football. Let's take a look at some of the guys catching
3: the football. Your starts and sits for wide receivers. Who you got? I'm rolling with both Bengals wide receivers still. I know they've been up and down, but too much upside to get away. Calvin Ridley in a revenge game across the pond. DJ Moore because Broncos and then Tank Dell, who's been great. Some sits. It pains me to say, but DeAndre Hopkins, Garrett Wilson, two early round picks there. And then Jahan Dotson, Johan Dotson, Johan, (laughs) and then Kendrick Bourne to round it out. So you mentioned Tank Dell, and
2: when we talk about a team tanking, usually it's because they are, you know, sabotaging
3: themselves. But with the Texans, talking about tanking seems to have a whole different meaning. You know, I've been trying all week to find a tank pun, Mm -hmm. and you just knocked it out of the park right there. Um, Tank Dell has been playing great football as of late. He's been the Texans' top target two weeks in a row uh, and he scored over 20 fantasy points in each of those games. You're seeing here that how explosive he is. I've talked about it on this show in the past about how great of a red zone option he is. And then just to let you know, like he was tackled on the one-yard line on, on a play, and then he got another touchdown called back due to a holding penalty. So as great as he has been the last two weeks, he could have been even better. I think you just want to keep riding with your... Uh, Texans receivers, even though I'm not so sure about how C.J. Stroud could perform this week. Yeah, it was pointed out to me, and I had forgotten about this, that C.J. Stroud actually
2: requested that they go out and draft Tank Dell. So maybe we should factor that in when we're talking about putting him in lineups. DeAndre Hopkins, he goes to Tennessee. We were worried about the passing game, but I think the consensus was, well, he's DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to be fine through three weeks. He hasn't really been fine. No, no, <laughs> i worried
3: about it. I, I'm very worried as well. And he saw 13 targets in week one, and we were like, okay, the production will come. But then he's seen seven or fewer targets in each of the last two games. His catch rate on catchable targets right now is 82%. Yet his overall catch rate is 56%. So most of the throws going his way are just uncatchable right now. Uh, he is His yards per route ran. Everything is the lowest it's been since 2017. It's not his fault. He is still a good talent. But Ryan Tannehill in this Tennessee Titans offense is just dragging everyone down with it right now. They've got a bad offensive
2: line. And we saw what the Bengals did to the Rams offensive line last yeah. week. That seems like bad news for Ryan Tannehill. Meanwhile, Garrett Wilson. I had to pause because like, I, just, I felt the sadness welling up inside me. I, I have rosters that have both Breeze Hall and Garrett Wilson, and I'm pretty much ready to punt on them at this point <laughs> in the season. They're playing the Chiefs. I feel like the only highlight for the Jets is that Taylor
3: Swift might be there. I mean, please, is there a way to make me feel better about this? If you're starting Garrett Wilson right now, you are hoping for a big play or garbage time and probably a big play in garbage time because (laughs) this is going to get out of hand fast, I think, with the Chiefs and... Last week, Garrett Wilson just gave you less than 10 fantasy points. He wasn't a top 40 wide receiver. He's made two great plays this year. Outside of those two plays, it has been really rough. It is not his fault. Uh, but the Chiefs have allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. And this is going to be a game, Marcus, where we should probably keep count. What are we going to see more? Taylor Swift on our screen or Zach Wilson complete completions? Ooh.
2: I'm going to go with Zach Wilson completions, but not by a lot. I'll take Taylor Swift just for fun. I don't love that. I have to have <laughs> my uh, my fantasy wide receiver be a sanitation engineer in order make, for me to get points. <laughs> that just seems like a whole bad deal. Speaking of people that you beg for fantasy points from, we're going to talk about tight ends next. Uh, also, a vibe check. Let you know how we're feeling about some of your biggest fantasy questions. That's coming up after the break here on the Stardom Sitem Show.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
4: Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Let's talk some stardom, sit tight ends. Who you got? Darren Waller and Pat Fryermuth are my starts. There's two missing because they played on Thursday night. And then some sits. Ah, Kyle Pitts across the pond. We got to sit. Zach Ertz against in a tough matchup. David Njoku just has not got enough volume. And talking about no volume, Dalton Schultz is the face of that right now. Kyle Pitts, man. Just
2: Kyle Pitts, man. Uh, let's, let's, let's start on the good, though, with Darren Waller. Uh, it's been sort of up and down for him. I guess the good news is that he is consistently getting a lot of targets and you like the matchup this week against the Seahawks.
3: And the matchup is the whole thing. And I understand he's had two down weeks right now, but if you polled a lot of people and asked them what the two toughest defenses in the NFL are right now, most would say the Cowboys and 49ers, who is exactly who Darren Waller has gone up against in this other game. He finished as the tight end four, and now he gets a much better matchup. The Seahawks have allowed the six most yards to tight ends and last season, they allowed the most fantasy points to the position. Do not panic yet. In fact, if the person with Waller is panicking, go out and try to trade for him, I would say. I, I, look, I still sort
2: of believe in Darren Waller, but I do think the Giants switched some things up. I think they get Wandale Robinson more involved. I think they get Jalen Hyatt involved as well. But Darren Waller is still the number one guy in that passing attack. All right, let's just, let's just get this over with. We're going to talk about Kyle Pitts. Look, uh, he, he gets to face the Jaguars this week. I guess the good thing is, 33% of his career touchdowns have come in London,
3: right? <laughs> that that's, is not good. That's got to count for something, please. <laughs> uh, that's all we really have to go on right now <laughs> when it comes to Kyle Pitts. Last week, it was the best matchup a tight end could have. He gave you the same amount of fantasy points as Jonu Smith. Um, on Fantasy Live this week, I both threw a Kyle Pitts shirt. I compared his quarterback play to the Inferno in Toy Story. <laughs> it has been rough for Kyle Pitts, and that's the thing. It is not Kyle Pitts. It's partly Arthur Smith, but it's also the quarterbacks. 53% of his targets have been uncatchable so far this season. That's after last season was 59%, and if you listen to the to anything all offseason, I was like, it's got to get better for Kyle. Nope, nope, it's just been just as bad as it was last season. I just don't understand why. I, I don't know if Kyle
2: Pitts kicked Arthur Smith's dog or what. what I just don't understand why they can't get him involved. I feel like last week was the worst case scenario because it was a great matchup, uh, and he was just meh. Like, if he was great, you could build off of that. If he was terrible, you could just be like, all right, well, it's over. Like, he was, he was just meh. And so now you're like, well, now what do I do? I got this bowl of oatmeal sitting on my <laughs> roster, and I just can't do anything with it. That's where we are with Kyle Pitts now. All right, that's been our Kyle Pitts rant of the week. Uh, let's talk about some Zach Ertz here, though. He's getting a lot of love in terms of targets there in Arizona. He and Marquise Brown have pretty much been it for Josh Dobbs, but dot, 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 49ers.
3: And that's exactly why <laughs> I want to sit Zach Ertz this week. The first two weeks were great. Week three, not so much, but this is all about the matchup. The 49ers on the season have allowed 62 yards to Two tight ends, which is extremely impressive no matter who they faced, but even more so considering they have faced Darren Waller, Pat friar and Tyler Higbee, three very capable tight ends. So uh, you just don't get cute, don't stream against the 49ers. I would go in another direction. I do weirdly
2: sort of think that Marquise Brown has a little bit of value this week just because they're going to be playing from behind and maybe throwing, and, and he's kind of been a, a deep shot guy in this offense, so maybe he gets some chunk plays, but it's it's not going to be pretty. You don't, If you're starting those guys, I would advise you not watching it because it's just going to be frustrating. <laughs> Time now for a little segment we like to call How We Feeling, where we rip through some guys that are getting asked about a lot on social media websites and uh, let you know if they should be in your lineups this week. So, Florio, let's start with Sedarian Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys. Are you starting him? How are you feeling about him against the Patriots?
3: It's a tough matchup against the Patriots. You hear all the time that Bill Belichick likes to take away opposing teams' best weapons. Don't know if it'll be Pollard or Lamb there, but... CeeDee Lamb has shown us he has a very safe floor of double-digit fantasy points, still has that one massive game already this year. I just want him to score a touchdown because it's almost a month and he hasn't scored one yet. Yeah, it's a little bit frustrating, Dak Prescott not really helping the issue with his inconsistent
2: play. For me, Jerome Ford against the Ravens. I don't love the matchup, and... I don't know about the volume. I'm a little bit nervous about it. We saw a lot more of Kareem Hunt last week than I think a lot of us anticipated. I thought if anything slowed Jerome Ford down, it would be the Titans' run defense. I didn't think it would be that we'd see Kareem Hunt and even Pierre Strong as much as we did. Ford is still the RB1 in this offense, but it's apparent he's not going to get anything close to the volume that Nick Chubb was going to get. So if you can get away from him, uh, maybe you do that, but I know running back is sort of a sticky spot right now we were talking about Michael Pittman and how he's doing with the Colts what about Josh Downs
3: against the Rams how you feel he is not someone I want to be starting I'm okay having him on my roster he brings a lot of upside he's the lead slot guy there but he had 13.7 fantasy points last year last week with Garner Minshew he had 13.7 fantasy points in the first two games combined with Anthony Richardson so want to see him and Richardson be on the same page before I consider starting him So Josh Downs, uh, kind of a nope. How about Josh
2: Kelly going against the Raiders at SoFi Stadium? And for me, uh, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Part of it is just him being inefficient the last couple of weeks with Austin Eckler out. I think it's 51 yards on 24 carries. That's just no bueno. On top of it, there is talk that Austin Eckler could come back to play this week. Now, Eckler less than 100%. So you might see more Kelly than you would on a normal week, but it's not going to be enough for him to really get, I think, a big number fantasy-wise. So if you can avoid Josh Kelly, which you probably can, uh, I would do that, even against the Raider defense. Speaking of running backs who have underperformed, Derek Henry, what about El Tractor
3: Cito against the Bengals? He bounces back this week, I think. He was the RB8 the first two weeks of the season, just had a down week three, and again, I don't really think it's all on him. I think it's more on this the state of this offense right now, but... The Bengals are a good matchup. They have allowed the second most rushing yards coming into week four at over 150 per game. And if Joe Burrow struggles, this will be a close game, which means a favorable game script for Derrick Henry. You can't keep Kings down for too long. So Derrick Henry, hopefully
2: back on the good foot. Meanwhile, Josh Jacobs, or as uh, Ron Burgundy may say, Josh Jacobs, it's a soft <laughs> J against the Chargers. I am on board, and I know it has not been the greatest start to the season for Josh Jacobs. It just feels like he's sort of ramping up as though the first three weeks of the season have been the preseason. And I guess for him it has been because he didn't get to work out with the team. Uh, A season-high 62 rushing yards last week. I think he really gets going against a Charger run defense that has been pretty awful, actually, for the last couple of years. So I feel okay about Josh Jacobs. Speaking of running backs, we will dive into some starts, sits at that position after the break. Plus, heading to club dub. So stick around for more of the Stardom sit em Show. You go
0: into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower...
1: Right now you can save $50 on Select Battery Tool Sets. Real Steel. Offer valid of on Select AK System sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
3: Stardom, them, running backs for week four. Florio, walk us through it. Both Dolphin running backs are in play this week. Alvin Kamara, he's back for the Saints. He should be back in your starting lineups. And I'm sticking with James Cook, who has been really good despite not scoring a touchdown. And then some sits. Brian Robinson Jr. just because of game script. Brees Hall because of Jets. And (laughs) Gus Edwards in in a tough matchup against the Browns.
2: All right, let's get through some of these. Devon Achain, you mentioned him. I mean, he and the Dolphins just went nuclear last week against the Denver Broncos. How do you feel about him against the Bills' run defense that has not given up a touchdown uh, on the ground this year? That'll probably change this
3: week, I think. (laughs) Uh, I'm excited to get both of the Dolphins' running backs, Mostert and a. I almost said a chain again, A-Chan uh, into your lineup there. Look, they both just went for over 45 fantasy points. We know the upside that they each bring, but... The Bills have allowed a league-high 5.9 yards per carry to running backs this season, and I can tell you firsthand they particularly struggle against speed, and this backfield is built off speed. So I'm excited to get both of these Dolphins running backs into my lineup in what is going to be a scorefest. Day-chan, 4-chan, Shin-chan, all of them entertaining <laughs> at this point.
2: Uh, Alvin Kamara going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, making his return after a three-game suspension. I have
3: lots of lineups that I am excited to
2: put him in. Uh, how are you feeling about him this week?
3: Just like you, I have a lot <laughs> of lineups where I am excited to put Alvin Kamara in there. And given the state of the running back position, I'm sure many of you out there are in the same position. And coming into week three, the Bucks' run defense did look tough. And then DeAndre Swift got him for a buck 30. The Eagles as a team went for over 200. And Alvin Kamara, he knows this run defense very well. He has scored 10 career touchdowns against them. There's a Bunch of volume up for grabs right now in that backfield with Jamal Williams' sideline. I am very, very excited to start Alvin Kamara. Through
2: three weeks, the Saints' leading rusher is Taysom Hill with 91 yards. <laughs> that means they need some somebody to run the football. Uh, if I can make a request, though, Jameis Winston, how about you mix in a few dump-offs, too? I mean, we love the YOLO balls, but we get a few short throws to Alvin Kamara. That would be great. Uh, I had a moment of sadness earlier in this show for Garrett Wilson. I should probably have another moment of sadness right now for Brees Hall. We should just pour
3: one out for him or is there hope this week? This week, I, I think you got to pour one out for ah. Reese Hall and, and sit him because week one, he opened up great with those two long runs. Since then, he has scored single-digit fantasy points in his last 10 quarters played. He got got more volume last week, still only turned it into 27 yards The Chiefs have allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs. And then you add in that Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are on the other side with the extra motivation of Taylor Swift watching them. They are going to put up a lot of points, I think. The Jets are going to be playing catch up, which means they probably have to abandon the run. You go into your shower
0: feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better.
2: All right, we are happy to welcome in researcher, Rams fan, and jack of all trades, Laquan Jones. You can find him on Twitter at Real Deal Fantasy. Welcome to the show, man. What's going on, man? Glad to be here. We're happy to have you here. So we wanted to bring you in, talk about some guys that absolutely have to be in lineups this week. So please, if you would like, give us your must-start Five of the week. Yeah, I
5: mean, starting at, uh, at five, Evan Ingram. I think this is a game where you can start all your Jacks players confidently. And Evan Ingram is a solid play this week versus the Falcons. Falcons are tied fourth in the most receptions allowed to tight ends this season. And he's coming off of back-to-back games with eight targets and a healthy target share. I like his upside this week. Coming in at number four, I got Adam Thielen versus the Vikings, the revenge game. Thielen's going to go out there to show that old man Thielen still got the juice. Vikings are allowing the third most fantasy points per game to wide receivers and allowing the second highest completion percentage at 76%. Thielen remains the target hog of this offense with a healthy 20% target share. Following the volume here for sure. Coming in at number three, I got Tank Dell going up against this Pittsburgh secondary. I'm buying into this rookie hype. Back-to-back games, Dell has had over 70 receiving yards and has found the end zone in each of those games. A lot of this is motivated on how C.J. Stroud and this Texans offense has been clicking. Hoping this rookie-to-rookie connection remains strong this week. Coming at number two, T. Higgins is a start for me against this Titans defense. You could say I'm buying into this conspiracy theory that he's on a hot and cold streak right now. This Titans defense would be the game for Higgins to bounce back. Titans have allowed the fourth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers this season. Here, I'm banking on the talent for Higgins to show up and show out. Coming at number one, I got Jacoby Myers versus the Chargers. He's probably the most underrated wide receiver in the game right now. He's bowling out and every time he's on the field and he's currently wide receiver five right now in points per game. This Raiders offense is looking like it's running through him and Devontae Adams. He's holding his own. This is a bad, bad Chargers defense right now, which is allowing the most touchdowns, yards and fantasy points per game to wide receivers. So I'm loading up Jacoby Myers, no matter who's the quarterback on Sunday.
2: Yeah, I really love Jacoby Myers this week. I hope it's Jimmy Garoppolo, but if it's Brian Hoyer or even Aiden O'Connell, I think there's still some opportunity yeah. for Myers against the Bolts. Hey, let's put on our Buffalinos. We just got from Oak Tree. We are going to Club Dub. We're going to open up the ropes and see who's going to score us 25 or more fantasy points this week. So, as
5: the guest, the floor is yours. Who's getting into Club Dub this week? Listen, we're going Derek Henry. Listen, the king returns back to the club like. He's never left. I mean, tough game last week against the Browns, but listen, this is the bounce back game he needs against the Bengals, who haven't really faced a real running back threat these past two weeks. The key to victory to this game right now is to run the ball. Simple as that. And who else could you rely on to do it the best in this run first offense, right? I mean, the first two weeks of football, the Bengals have allowed nine rushes of 10 plus yards to running backs, which was tied first in the NFL at that time. The Bengals are currently tied fourth in the NFL in missed tackles as well, and we all know how hard it is to tackle the King. So I expect the Titans to lean on him in this offense to get back on track, so it's a full send for Derrick Henry this week.
3: Yeah, listen to Laquan. He has clubbed at DJs before, so he knows (laughs) a thing or two
5: about clubs.
3: Um, I, for me, I think it is this man's number one wide receiver, Keenan Allen, who is going to help you get into the club this week. Look, Keenan Allen has given you over 30 fantasy points in two straight games already. He is a target vacuum, and then he's now has no Mike Williams, so that could mean even more volume going his way. The Raiders give up a bunch of production. They've allowed the second most touchdowns to wide receivers. Look, just, just, Keenan Allen can even throw touchdowns if he doesn't catch them. <laughs> Keep riding with Keenan. So I'm gonna go with a guy. He hasn't been to the club
2: in a while, but is always, you know, he's always thinking about it at least. And that's Jamar Chase. It's been a rough start for the Bengals. They look like they were ready to go clubbing, though, in those all-white unis last week against the Rams, still, though. Didn't quite work out. But this <laughs> week they have got the Tennessee Titans. That is a get-right game for passing games that are struggling, and certainly that does apply to the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, I I guess I should be uh, correcting myself because he did get in the club last week, 26 points. So maybe he's going to go back-to-back weeks. You know, it's hard to go clubbing every single week. Sometimes you got to rest up. But when you haven't been there in a while, it's kind of fun to go in consecutive uh, weekends. So I think Jamar Chase gets back in there. I think you see plenty of targets. And maybe he finally gets a big play and finally gets in the end zone because he has not done that. He's gotten in the club, hasn't gotten in the end zone. I think that happens for him. Uh, in week four against the Tennessee Titans. So there you go. Those are the guys that will have you clubbing and dancing and popping bottles coming up this weekend for your fantasy team. That's it. Uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us, Laquan,
5: man. Hopefully we can get you back at some point. Absolutely, man. I'm always free. I'm around the office. Just. Oh, out. So
2: <laughs> said, he's just walking. We're just going to grab him from like the commissary and have him sit down and come <laughs> do starts and sits for us. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of the stardom Sitem show. We appreciate you hanging out with us for Laquan, for Florio. I am Marcus. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. And we'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your
0: shower feeling tired.